The America's National Parks podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they design products that make it easier to take longer walks, have deeper talks, and never worry about the weather. Discover clothing, outerwear, footwear, and gear made for every type of adventure with the outside built right in. Because on the inside, we're all outsiders. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Welcome to January's News from the Parks episode of the America's National Parks podcast, our monthly show where we round up for you the latest info about happenings at America's greatest treasures. I'm Jason Epperson. 25 years ago this month, trucks carrying wolves arrived at the north entrance of Yellowstone National Park, marking the beginning of the species restoration in the park. The wolves would spend the next 10 weeks in pens, acclimating to their new surroundings. On March 21, 1995, they were released, making it possible to see a wild wolf in Yellowstone for the first time in nearly 70 years. Wolves were intentionally eradicated from the region in the early 1900s to protect cattle, a dispute that still exists with ranchers today. From 14 wolves reintroduced in 1995, there are now 14 packs in the greater Yellowstone area. An outbreak of the norovirus at Yosemite National Park has triggered a massive cleanup and sanitation of concessionaire services provided by Aramark. Since early January, 170 people who visited or work at the park have reported norovirus symptoms like nausea, vomiting, abdominal cramps, and diarrhea. Norovirus spreads very easily, including through direct contact with an infected person, touching a surface or object contaminated with it, or eating food or drinking liquids that have been contaminated. Symptoms of norovirus usually begin 12 to 14 hours after exposure. The virus appears to be eradicated, but the park continues to undertake extensive cleaning and enhanced sanitation protocols. Two men were recently sentenced for trespassing on the cone of the Old Faithful Geyser. 20-year-old Eric Shefflin of Lakewood, Colorado, and 25-year-old Ryan Getz of Woodstock, New York, pled guilty to the violation of thermal trespass. On September 10, 2019, at about 8.30 p.m., employees and visitors witnessed the pair walking on the cone of Old Faithful and reported it to Park Dispatch. Sentencing for each included 10 days of incarceration, $540 in restitution, five years of unsupervised probation, and a five-year ban from Yellowstone National Park. Chief Ranger Sarah Davis said that visitors must realize that walking on thermal features is dangerous, damages the resource, and is illegal. Law enforcement officers take this violation seriously. The ground at hydrothermal areas is fragile and thin, and there's scalding water just below the surface. Visitors should always remain on boardwalks and exercise extreme caution around thermal features. In other news from Yellowstone, visitation to the park in 2019 was at the lowest level in five years. The park recorded over 4 million visits, but a 2.3% decrease from 2018 and a 5.6% decrease from the record-breaking year in 2016. The decrease is likely partially due to the closing of the Fishing Bridge RV Park for renovations. Fishing Bridge hosts 350 campsites, the only in the park with RV hookups. It's scheduled to reopen for the 2021 season. Meanwhile, a record 12,547,743 people visited Great Smoky Mountains National Park in 2019. 
That's 1.1 million more than 2018 at America's most visited park. The park's three primary entrances near Gatlinburg, Townsend, and Cherokee all had increased use, accounting for about two-thirds of the total park visitation. But a news release from the National Park Service said that secondary park entrances experienced tremendous growth, due primarily to the new section of the Foothills Parkway. More than one million visitors enjoyed this new scenic driving experience. Scientists were floored to have identified the remains of 15 to 20 different species of sharks deep in Kentucky's Mammoth Cave, including part of the head of a great white-sized shark that's partially protruding from a wall. The sharks lived about 330 million years ago when much of North America was covered in ocean. Their remains were encased in sediment that eventually became the limestone where the cave formed. Mammoth Cave scientists Rick Olson and Rick Toomey were mapping a remote part of the cave when they started seeing the shark fossils. People can't visit this area of the park without special permission, and they don't want to reveal the exact location yet. But eventually the fossils will be displayed in the park and online. But the project's just getting started, and it's difficult to study fossils in a cave without damaging the cave environment. The Thurston Lava Tube in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park could reopen within a month if a final repair project is successful. Thurston Lava Tube was one of the several areas at the park that was closed indefinitely after a volcanic eruption which began in May of 2018 and destroyed more than 700 ohms on the Big Island. Scientists and engineers wanted to confirm the tube was structurally sound after thousands of earthquakes rattled the park during the eruption. The park must repair and bury an electrical line, which could take two to four weeks, and when the tube reopens, there will be updates such as monitoring equipment to detect possible changes in cracks. A pair of U.S. senators believes restoring native plants in national parks around the country could help beautify and improve some of America's most beloved public places. The effort is led by Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine and Democratic Senator Maria Cantwell of Washington. They've called the bill the Native Plant Species Pilot Program Act and say it would encourage the National Park Service to increase use of native plant materials on land the service stewards. The use of more native plants would benefit wildlife, human health, and the environment, Collins and Cantwell said. A $5.6 million project to improve roads within Lake Mead National Recreation Area will begin in early February. The project will include cleaning, patching, resurfacing, and remarking roads and parking areas at Catherine Landing, Temple Bar, El Dorado Canyon, South Cove, and the park headquarters. The work is scheduled to take place during daylight hours on weekdays through April. During construction, visitors may experience short delays on the roadways, and parking areas may be closed for a limited time. This is the second phase of the park's overall pavement preservation project. Phase one, which cost around $5 million, was completed in 2019. Delta Airlines has committed $400,000 to the National Park Service to provide for upgrades and renovations at the Martin Luther King Jr. National Historical Park in Atlanta. This contribution will significantly improve the lighting and electrical systems at the Promenade and Visitor Center. The expected completion date is in 2021. Last year, the Delta Airlines Foundation provided a grant to the National Park Service to keep the Martin Luther King Jr. National Historical Park open and operating during the federal shutdown. Following Delta's grant, the park saw a record number of visitors during Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. Finally, we'd like to thank you for joining us for this, the 100th episode of the America's National Parks podcast. For nearly two years, we've been bringing you stories from the parks, 
and we're looking forward to many, many more. Thanks for coming along for the ride. To learn more about the stories shared here today, visit our show notes at nationalparkpodcast.com. There you'll also find the full collection of America's National Parks podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group, now over 40,000 members strong. If you're interested in RV travel, give us a listen over at the RV Miles Podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys at OurWanderingFamily.com. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks. <laughs>